It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> big love, big love. So pumped. All right. All right. So we were just talking about how you had been circling 9,000 times since you started? Yeah, like I calculated about four years ago and it was like up to 6,000 then. So I imagine it's something like eight, 9,000. Who knows, maybe Which even 10,000. crazy. And yeah. it's great to have you back, Guy and Alex. Mm -hmm. You guys are meeting for the first time. Yeah. You, you guys were just kicking it off and chatting. So go ahead and take it back off from where you were. Yeah, I think you had asked, you had asked what's, who is the most interesting person you've ever circled? And so I just, that's why I was talking about the number. I'm like, man, there's been a lot of people. So I don't have anybody that stands out. And I think part, part of the reason is actually because I don't think, I don't think it's like the, mo the most interesting person would be uh, the most obviously interesting person to circle. People are just interesting. Like people believe the strangest things and see things and hear things in ways that I wouldn't have ever expected. And that's kind of the thing about circling is developing a, a listening for, or like to see people as a legitimate end in, their, in the, themselves versus kind of a, as a means to an end. So you just start to, you give people that kind of space and who, who kind of unfolds in, in front of you is, I've been so moved and like stunned and horrified and surprised at who people are. Um, and and I, would, I, would, I would especially say that the thing that seems to be where I've been the most contributed in learning how to circle for these years is watching how deeply courageous people are. Like people are just, when you, when you really just open, have anybody talk about their life, right? Like it takes something to survive, right? And, and it takes inevitably you start to see that people become who they are through doing things that are difficult and scary and that take a lot of courage. And so I, I would say that I've been deeply moved and stunned by how courageous people have been, right? And it's surprising. Yeah. So that's what I would say, right? Like, so like, for example, I'm listening to you. Like, if, this is the first time we've met. And so just, just listening to you, I could just tell there are just random things that you've said that I'm like, whoa, you've had quite a life and you see things probably in a way and, and index your life in a way and have, have an intelligibility to that that's really probably pretty foreign to me that I bet like if we opened up, opened you up, I would, I would learn a ton about you and I would learn a ton about life somehow in that. Let's open Alex up. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Then it's only you that kind of doing it in the group or the done one to one. Well, I, I would say that it's a well. It can be done in a group or it can be done one on one. I would say most most of the time when people think about circling, it's it's practiced as a group most of the time. But as a the principles and as a way of being is really designed. You could say that that's what makes circling kind of interesting is that there's not very many things that are specifically about the fundamental unit of relationship, right? Which is just the I-thou encounter, right? Um, there's lots of things about, you know, work relationships and different forms of communication and like, like romantic relationships. But circling happens to be just something that's, it's like a yoga practice on the fundamental deep stretches under 
or asanas that, that go into relating. Um, and so really people do it, I think. Although the, you know, the rationalist community and some of the, some of the AI people and stuff like that, I think they have different reasons for doing it. But, um, but I think mostly people do it to kind of, just like you do yoga, it's not to really get good at yoga, right? Like it's so that when you're walking around in your life not thinking mm -hmm. about yoga, you just respond with more balance and more openness and you know, more strength in your body. Um, so I think a lot of people, the reason why they do circling is, is not to get good at it, but like so that when they talk to their mother, yeah. you know, rather than like responding irritatingly, they get interested, right? Mm -hmm. um, things like that. Mm -hmm. Circling permeates into every other aspect of our lives, yeah. Yeah, because it just seems like we're, we're in a, like we're inner subjectivity through and through, all the way down, right? So like so much of our nervous system is all about being able to like be coordinated socially. Mm -hmm. Like everything that we're sitting inside of on some level has come out of some kind of conversation. So if you can make a difference at that, at the fundamental, the fundaments of relationship and inner subjectivity, get comfortable at it, be comfortable in your own skin, you know, exercise courage, like lean into conflict without closing off to the other person, all those kinds of things. Those are the kinds of things that have made our entire world, right? So do you, do you ever ask people what they're tense about at any given moment or what they're anxious about or what the most difficult decision they make or what they're trying to or they're ruminating about, about right now? Yeah. Aren't those integral part, part, part questions to ask? Yeah. Yeah, so like the, the we say that the, the practice of circling is, a, like fundamentally, it's very simple. It's like we're just being with what is. And so oftentimes, um, people are anxious about things and are enacting from, acting from that anxiety with having no aware, awareness of it. So a lot yeah. of times, a lot of times somebody will point something out and then like inquire about, about you and maybe they'll ask whether or not you're anxious or not, but then yeah. when they'll look, they'll go, oh, I'm actually anxious. <laughs> In fact, I've been anxious for 47 years and I've never even realized it, you know? Yeah. So I was... Never given the space to unpack one's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That needs to change in yeah. our world. That's a big one. Totally. Giving people space to be with who they've been and who they are really uh -huh. authentically. Right. And having people that actually care sitting across from them, yeah. asking them those deep questions. Haven't you like considered like circling with someone while not in say an isolated space, but rather in their home or in a place you can access all the previous memories or also circling with someone while, while showing them a very stimulating rich environment, such as showing them the library or showing them mm -hmm. the pro a product catalog or showing them the PlayStation 4 or 3 catalog or mm -hmm. their or a computer desktop with a Steam library of all their favorite games, or a web, web website of all their all their favorite URLs. Yeah, totally. Well, I, where I've uh, where I've experienced that, I would say in the most concentrated way is what I was talking about before, where I've been hired to come and circle with families, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like a family will hire me as 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 a coach, but basically I'm circling, right? That's all I really know how to do, and I'll go and. I'll, I'll go and embed myself in the family and live with them for a couple of weeks. And in that case, so for example, getting to know the kids, right, is, is that. Like you don't sit down and just basically kind of go, hey, tell me about your feelings. They have no idea what you're talking about. But where you connect with them is through what they're interested in. Yeah. So I've like learned video games. 
like and learn how to like play GI Joes and know, learn all the names through getting to know them. But the thing about circling is, I think the thing is that people don't even realize that there's a whole world that's so, and that world determines so many things, which is uh, the recognition of the intersubjective space, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, it's, and it's a space that most, like most human conversations have a, an aboutness to it. So it's like, it's triangular in that sense. It's like, there's me, there's you, and then there was what we're talking about. Then there's a whole, and usually the, 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 the me-you connection, right, gets sublimated through that connection, right? Like there's a whole connection being made, but it it's never becomes the topic of what we're talking about. When you kick, off the, kick out the leg of the about, and then you just touch into the immediate space right here, a lot of people feel this sense of aliveness and trippiness, and like mm. it can evoke mm. a lot of anxiety but could also be the, the space of a lot of intimacy. So a lot of circling is one, introducing people to that there's such a space. Like so many times people have t had billions of conversations, but they've never had one where we were like, hey, what's going on right now with us? Mm -hmm. what, we usually fight like that, but we don't really like mm -hmm. actually kind of touch in and go, huh, like how am I affecting you? How are you affecting me? Like, are we good? Are you anxious? Do you feel like you want to, like, it requires high openness and high vulnerability yeah. to be able to do that because we put up walls to prevent ourselves from having that exact conversation. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That one's so important. Uh -huh. <laughs> Such a good one. Therefore, when you, when people start to circle, just by getting present to what's so, it also, if you really kind of look into your own life, most of people's deep hurts and trauma like have to do with other people, right? They're, they have to do with betrayals in relationships, like places where they felt that they've let someone down or they've been let down, right? Like some kind of affront to like this, this bond here. Most traumas have to do with that when somebody that loves us like abuses us, right? Like so if you start to get present to like what's right here right now and it has to do with relationships, oftentimes what ends up coming up is a lot of the stuff that they talk about in therapy. Although circling isn't therapy, it's not designed to heal any, anything, but just by getting present to our relationships and how we relate, it's linked to all those things. So a lot of times those things start coming up. So it can be really healing in that sense. You know, lots of tears, lots of emotions being invited out, like whatever's there. Are you constantly tapping into what guys talking about with other people, would you say? Uh, what, what, what I've been tapping into. Um, let me think. It's, it could have, like, the, I think the main weakness is it doesn't have very many specific examples. It, it talks all in generalities, um, which makes it not the most original. <laughs> original. It, it, make, it not, makes it the most original uh, analysis to me, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. With, you guys have interviewed for, like, what, four times? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were having a conversation where you're, where you're talking about like it takes, it takes, you're noticing it takes being around some pretty intense people, right, to be able to keep your mind stimulating. And I got this sense of like, for the the full potential that's you to come out, yeah, you need a lot. Like what's salient to you needs to like have lots of levels of intelligibility and dynamics and and purpose and, and yeah, meaning for yeah. you. Otherwise, you're just kind of like 
your brain needs that, that to, be, to stay awake. Non-redundant stimuli. But the potential, what, what do you see is like, if we, turned, if we switched him all of the switches on? All like, the switches? Well, what's, yeah. what's potential in it? What has you? All the switches? Yeah, all the switches are fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Alex is... Uh, Have you ever yeah. circled someone in a bipolar mania state? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I have. And what do you think about that? That's an interesting one. Well, first of all, I don't think circling is a treatment for that disorder or any, any other. It's not right? a treatment. Yeah. I think a mania state enables the best out of people. Yeah. Do, do you think that too? The mania state enables the best out of people? You know, I have some clients right now that are, that, that are hypo, can go hypomania. And I've been with them in, in those, those states, right? I would say as long... Because here's what's interesting is I've noticed that people who are hypomanic, when they're manic, they're brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they'll walk out and they'll like from one simple conversation that I wouldn't even notice, they'll hear like the, the God speaking to them, right? Mm -hmm. And have this intricate lattice work of meaning and connections because they see patterns everywhere. However, if it's not connected to like, if you follow it all the way around, it, if it's not connected to reality, Right, it's just inherently. Yeah, I know sometimes some bipolar people are very, very well grounded in reality. Yeah. It's just that for whatever reason, there's a lot of them aren't allowed the opportunity to be grounded in reality. They aren't allowed to have the uh, to have a, a, a to be able to fearlessly experiment with all of their beliefs about themselves and, and how they interface with the world. And it seems that they're socialized out of out of like having the most radical beliefs of of changeability. Like I think one one common. Uh, one common fault of bipolar is ascribe an excessively high agency to see which leads really to magical thinking, um, which then uh, been, and then the problem is that people can't discuss those with anyone or self-correct those with anyone, and then that's that's and because of this, it leads to to the states when they actually are bipolar manic, where they actually do things that are harmful and oftentimes in no one else's presence because they're just so scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, I have a friend who just went through a bipolar maniac episode, and oh my god, fuck. It... Yeah? Yeah. What, what do you... What was For example, like? spending sprees, you think... You, um, because oftentimes people in mania, spree, in mania they, um, they have a very strong desire to correct, to uh, make sure to basically relieve, relieve everything that's frustrating them, or relieve their... Relieve their uh, there's a higher source of anxiety, so so, so sometimes they do see, they do things like the most expensive way of relieving relieving their anxiety, like booking last minute plane tickets or um, booking last minute hotels or just anything to basically get out of this internal self frustration. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, were the are, were, when is it, is that enough stimulation for you being around somebody who's hypomanic? Does that what does that bring out? In most you? people who are hypomanic aren't don't express mania around me. Yeah. So I have well, never we should, we Bummer. Should, we, yeah. <laughs> we should also talk about it when it does get expressed in its absolute best as well. Yeah. So when a lot of people can call it flow, yeah. right? The deepest cognitive instincts when we're just in that state of just mm -hmm. chasing after our North Star mm -hmm. with no uh, obfuscation, with no distraction, with just mm -hmm. hyper-focus. Yeah. And so yeah. That can that can get triggered by all different types of behaviors. Sometimes mm -hmm. aloneness, 
-hmm. sometimes when you're with people and the conversation is you're feeling that that point mm -hmm. like there was a moment when you started asking you started asking you like directed the attention towards towards like asking a question about like maybe the relationship between Alex and I and mm -hmm. I had to like I felt myself like adjust to like mm -hmm. be ready to address otherwise I was like more you know kind of like relaxing mm -hmm. so and to be able to actually tap deeper into one's mm -hmm. own physiology when things like that happen mm -hmm. and when we're at these extremes of our own personality mm -hmm. as well and be able to self-reflect on that yeah. at the most granular level that things like circling things like yeah being vulnerable and emotionally intelligent th these are the practices that even today 50 years ago men weren't they didn't yeah. they didn't have to know these things as much but today yeah. it's like no men have to be emotionally intelligent now uh -huh. so there's like a whole new yeah. role of yeah of development that's actually happening and and yeah. especially for like gen z kids that are being born into the world right another whole new role they're also having to steward earth and be emotionally intelligent and make financial success like there's like now the burdens yeah. really yeah so yeah 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 totally and intersubjectivity is something and being able to weave in, the, in and out of those spaces is something that's like seems like it's becoming more and more crucial, but we get less and less practice of it, right, with it. I, we were talking a little bit about this before. I think the introduction of, actually I think it started with the answering machine and then texting and email and all the different iterations of that was, for the answering machine, basically if I wanted to exchange information with you, I had to, I had to call you, right? The introduction of the answer machine was the first time where you could kind of like relay in some kind of immediate way information without having to do the awkward social dance called talking, which is filled with ambiguity, right? So, and then that turned into texting and, and all. And now you have people like Alex who prefer texting, right? Mm -hmm. Prefer messaging over talking. Is mm -hmm. that true, Alex? Um, generally, I mean, the optimal an optimal interface is where you do where you're able to do both at the same time. Where you're, um, where if you're talking, it's being automatically transcribed as your talk, or it's being, um, or like it's doing automatic, uh, like micro expression, real time micro expression evaluation yeah. as as you're as you're talking. If if all this could be captured in the video right now, this would be optimal, yeah. so that you can search back, reference, and search, and then build build on to things. So that things are cumulative rather than repeti repetitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What uh, this is so with Alex, there's been moments where I've been wondering about the because uh, he has a uh, the the deep um, like eccentric behavior, yeah. and that can sometimes. Uh, like penetrate the social spheres in ways that like make uh, people like f like feel different a lot yeah. different yeah and so I'm curious uh, when you've when you've um, identified people that are behave slightly like differently mm -hmm. around like social norms and mm -hmm. stuff where do you like where do you see that uh, like what has been some of your yeah what have you seen within that? Man, I, I tell you what, I see that more than I ever would have even predicted that I would see that. Because it's the people that I've been around or introduced, I think just being in the Bay Area and then being around the kinds of spaces that how those spaces go are gonna be the things that like determine what happens in the entire world, right? And I'm, I watched that happen really fast. So I actually don't know what to make of it. 
I found myself like, mm. um, I have found myself with people who are like that. I've just come to find out that they ended up, they, they are ended up being a level of smart and intelligent and interesting, like yeah. in ways that, that I am continually impressed by. Um, and yeah. I also think that there's sure. something to, there's something to not having, you know, one of the things I hear from, from like a lot in the rationalist community, right, is they look at a lot of the, um, like a lot of the warmth that people consider really good, they look at it and they see it as kind of like local optimizing and they don't quite get it, mm. right? They literally go like, this just seems like a bunch of local optimizing. Everybody's kind of lying to each funny. other, <laughs> right? Lying, really? Yeah, like, like from their view, because I think that seems to be that they don't get the same thing out of like a big, let's say heart connection, mm. right? Oh, they okay. don't get all the inf they don't get the same information from that, right? So they're like, okay, we just talked about that. Okay, now how will this help us change the world? How will it yeah, change yeah. the world? So it's, it's like, like what's next? Yeah, yeah. Versus being present with what just happened yeah. and finding that to be really profound and impactful. Yeah. I I'm a f I follow. Sometimes I have a similar uh, uh, mm -hmm. response to some circling as mm -hmm. well. Right. So I can I can resonate with that. But I don't use the word lying. I think that's that's quite ridiculous. Yeah. That's like their worldview contrasting with yours. Like people are yeah. different colors on the color wheel. Some want to. I open think people up. have a yeah. role for both, and that problem is oftentimes scheduling uh, circling right now. People <coughs> circling people schedule an appointment rather than as, as an as needed scene. I think the moments when people yeah. need the circling reflection on is, demand. Yeah, on demand circling is would be the types that benefit people who mm -hmm. are like who are like trying to think about the future mo all the time, but still have the moments where they would where they would rather be present, except they can't predict those. Yeah, I'm curious with Alex specifically, um, and with people that are also like really eccentric. Um, I've I've seen now several times where um, even my behavior as well. I'm hypercentric as well, not quite as much as Alex in some ways. But mm -hmm. what I've seen with my own behavior is that my eccentricity will help me achieve certain um, vertical networking. Like I'm like hardcore trying to like reach people and mm -hmm. and yeah that kind of stuff. Yeah, it surprises me. And and then at the same time. Um, I, I want to kind of stay with that for a second. Why, why, did, you, why did you just say that? Yeah. Because of all the famous people you've reached out to and that, that damn network you have, it's with people I thought even I, that I can't reach or most people I know can't fucking reach. Okay, so now here's, this is interesting because the reason why I said exactly what I said is because I'm curious in terms of one's uh, ability to uh, find themselves in their most self-actualized and self-transcendent states. I feel as though ha having some uh, degree of, of desire to dive deeper into that, like that really granular emotional intelligence space, mm -hmm. where we're not just kind of like whatevering eccentrically across the world, but that we're like also able to like take ourselves into a meta perspective and be like, how did I just behave in that social situation and why did that person just yeah. disconnect from me? Yeah. Because I think that can help a lot. And, yeah. and I've, this has happened to me so many times, Alex, and I know it's happened to you as well, but that, the, that when we can do make behavior that triggers people to want to take a step back from us 
uh, I think it's important for us to be able to really reflect our own, on our own behavior and think what is most optimal for my own self-actualization and transcendence. What is most optimal, and for yeah, yeah, and for others as well. Yeah, yeah oftentimes, um, like I not even forgiving that's the issue. Um, most. I think um, people who are like high kindness and are super reasonable are, are willing to give people, other people second chances, except I don't think there is a social product for second chance. And we, we can also can't necessarily abide by policy of giving second chance to everyone either. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. What do you think about Guy, Alex? Hmm. He's. So I know he's involved in the circling community, which a lot I still don't have like very much object level and knowledge of who he is. Maybe because there's like a lot of sensitive information disclosed in circling that he's unable to say, mm-hmm. and that's and because of this, it's like you're still like more of a procedure or like I don't see the I don't see say this the 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 intensely intensely high kind of edginess that I I find it optimal for my flow basically. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I still appreciate speaking with you because I know you're important for a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I would also say that, um, Alex, you move so fast mm-hmm. that I think sometimes what gems people have that could help you uh-huh. go past you. Like your that you may not see the fit of those gems in your life because you're moving so fast. Yeah, yeah. And also because um, I, am, um, I think medium asymmetry because I'm, I'm a text person, I'm an internet person, and unfortunately, most people are not. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to be, to be, to be a text person? or a, Internet person. I, yeah. I prefer email. I prefer yeah. messages. I prefer it seems like cumulative or just ways where you, you, you can have, where you, don't, where you can provide an extended response answer that where you don't necessarily think of the first response, but rather are trying to accumulate knowledge for your entire history and, for, and, and you give, give them time to have a more, more solid experiences as, so that you can't determine like optimum, optimal fits or like optimal communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. For, for, for me, what I'm, what I'm noticing is that there's constantly an urge within me to like want to uh, help someone else, like, mm-hmm. like in this case, Alex, like potentially see some of the gems yeah. that like slowing yeah. down and understanding emotional intelligence more yeah. deeply, yeah. how it could like help. Well, I, I don't know if you like one of the things I, I don't know. I think it would be presumptuous yeah. to, mind to, to assume that you could slow down, okay. or that that's desirable. <laughs> right? I could slow down, I right? guess. Yeah, but like, what happens when yeah. you when you try yeah. to slow down? Like, yeah. how would it make also, sense for you to yeah. slow down? Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I could let's say, um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just. I, I'm imagining. I'm imagining that. I'm getting the sense of, for example, when I look at you and I look at you versus when you look at him and I look at him, what you see, I have a feeling isn't necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think not- that's probably true about even like a mom and a dad and their child, right? You know, yeah. that kind oh, of, totally. even that close. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I'm just, I'm mostly, I think I'm mostly kind of, I notice I'm kind of a little bit back and like, like kind of like letting you unfold 
and just getting a sense of like, oh yeah, you're like an interesting human being, man. Like you're, you see things very, very differently. Versus, um, versus the way we all see like a coffee cup, it's like pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> versus another human is completely right. different. Right. <laughs> right. So for example, when you're like, I prefer multi-level perspectives, text, ideally text and, yeah. and multi-positions all at once. History streams, transcripts, yeah. All, the, all those kinds of yeah. things. Edges of the internet. <laughs> so there's, so for example, it occurs for you is that's the most optimal way to do it. And I, that has, it just doesn't occur for me like that. Like, so I'm like, huh, there's some way that you're viewing things differently than me. So I just find my, I just had somebody get interested in how you see things, you know? But what is it? What is, I'm curious to know what, like, what is the potential, right, in you? And what do you see the potential in him? That if all of his switches were unlocked, right, all of your potential, that, like, you want to be around really stimulating people because you come on board a lot more. Like, if you fully came on board, what, like, what's, what do you, th what's potential in you? That was a good breath. Is, it, is this you slow, like kind of consciously slowing down? It's also trying to figure out what, what, what I should say. And um, yeah, I know I'm underperforming relative to my potential. I think most people are for that matter too. Oh, yeah. um, I think the rate, yeah. the level at which I'm underperforming is much, much higher than the level that other people are underperforming. Uh -huh. um, it's like, um, also, it's like also trying to communicate to uh, in a way that um, allows me to be at my best, and um, in terms of like, um, um, in terms of like, affecting something that makes it relevant long term, or, um, or also affecting a sort of change that also kind of like uh, makes uh, my ability of high agency sustainable, uh, super high agency sustainable for as long as possible, especially when, um, especially. In the future, if um, say, like well, now we have amazing technology, better technology than before, so it's like, and we have the the capacity to basically like do, um, uh, to, we have computational power. We okay, so it's really important to know that we have com computational capacity now that we don't ha that we haven't had in decades past, which mm -hmm. is really important. But sadly, I think it, it seems like advances in society and people's social OSs haven't kept up with this advance of competition capability, which is like the main reason why most people and most black people are, are way, way, way underperforming their potential right now. Mm -hmm. um, right, right. What, what do you see? Like what has you interview him four times? Like. It, it seems as though his switches are already mostly on yeah. every day, like um, to almost their fullest. Like I, I do think that when Alex not says, all the fullest, not not all, but I, I do think that when You're Alex still not remotely near it. Yeah, when Alex says that most people perform under their potential, but Alex is closer to his potential. No, I'm not closer to my potential. No, that is what you just said earlier. No, I, that was not what I said. I said. I said I think most people are underperforming. I think the the level at which I'm underperforming is just is much lower than the level at which most other people are underperforming. Which is very similar to what I just said. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So, but point point is is that the way that like if you take something like 
um, who you are as your unique personality right now, and uh, and you keep ro ro running with that, you'll achieve whatever you you know set out to do. If you take something along the way, like a gem that someone may be passing along to you that may be helpful, it may augment, it may just deter you potentially away from that. So I don't actually know what thing is here. This would be like, for example, me, like last night when I was asking you questions about when, how to become a better interviewer because you've been dishing me some feedback. And like, if I took the gems that you were passing along to me, if I integrate them into my essence and run with them, it, it likely is gonna help me a lot. If I don't, then it'll likely deter me away from what the, the fullest potential mm -hmm. could be. Mm. So it's just things like that. So it's, and it's, it's also, this is a part, major part of circling, just being with who he is, period, and being with who you are, period, without wanting to do things like, hey, take these, this feedback that I'm delivering you and, and mm -hmm. see how it affects your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, so yeah. yeah, these are the differences, yeah, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, between the ways that people can engage with each other Right. With if if I'm if I'm willing to just ask, you know, what about you? How do you look? How do you behave when all mm -hmm. your switches are turned on? You see, before, before we before we before I do that, so I the thing I was just I was caught by, right? When you were talking about like when you when you brought up with him, yeah, I think that if you were to slow down, there's like some gems in there, but you you operate so fast. What I perceived actually was you were caring about him. You're, he was caring about you. Like he was, he's, you can tell like he's been tracking you. He's noticed patterns, right? He's got his eye on something potential in you, wants the best for you. And he was like, so he pointed that out. Well, I know, like if I, I constantly ram against, um, you know, people care of me often get frustrated with me. Oh, this frustration is not a sign of the highest high emotional intelligence, but rather, um, I mean, what, uh, the, the point besides, um, I often ram myself against walls because, um, I seem to, I seem to practice the same ineffective strategies, um, without being aware of the the broader context of where I operate in, which some some label as stubbornness, but others can label as maybe maybe I'm just trying to get a world model across. Where the problem, um, of course, because it's recorded, I have more confidence that everything I'm saying is going to actually going to matter. Whereas, but when I'm talking in person, in person interaction, and most of the time in general. It's just, yes, I'm talking too fast. Most people are going to forget every scene. I'm going to forget most scenes. It's going to, it's, it's a wreck. But anyways, go yeah. on. So like the thing, I think the thing I was like, I felt, I just realized this is like, I felt, I think I assumed, but it was more like a feeling mm -hmm. that's like, oh, he's caring about you. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Right. Like Although, it also like shows, like, in, it shows in a non-obvious way, like not in the ways I immediately perceive it as. Yeah, totally, totally. Now that I point it out and you perceive it, like what happens for you? Are you um, like, oh yeah, like I like you caring about it's me. Like, it it, so it's like people sometimes are picky about how it's received in other people. Like, uh -huh. it, but you have to like, for example, this is why people are like not responsive to parent, parental care because, yeah. people, because the way parents care about you is not yeah. expressed in the ways that they understand the best and sometimes it's expressed in forceful ways which causes like adverse reaction or, but on the other hand, you have to be aware, even if you're a rationalist or even you have to think about this, if you're like rationalist, you have to optimize for your own utility function or, or something, you have to, you have to be able to express, uh, accept in all ways and, um, but still like hard, it's just hard to express. Most people just aren't, don't have like 
insane levels of verbal agility. Um, some people have have higher levels of emotional agility, like um, like some people, and some people it, they they're just they get so much reward based on appearing to care about you, perhaps more than they do. Like if you're an attractive girl, for example, a care from an attractive girl seems to matter a lot more than than caring from someone who doesn't seem to be, who hasn't been optimized to basically express those affectionate feelings as as much, even though the, the, the attractive girl probably has millions of other people do less they care about or do and um, mm-hmm. like they probably don't necessarily care about you as deeply as say someone who isn't as good as expressing it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you have a high level, I, I'm experiencing is having a high level of when you respond, when you speak, you take things and you, like you put them in in language, right, and in terms and as, as in data. Yeah really really fast yeah. and things that I think I just know by feeling it somehow like a like without being mm. as explicit mm. this is the thing I'm just oh, noticing. Oh that's good stuff. Yeah. Guy, that's good stuff. Noticing stuff that's not explicit. Yeah there's like a certain level I think and this this has actually come from just working with a lot of people who um it's like when you feel the oneness and then you try and put it into words. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stuff oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a sense of, there's a certain kind of like, uh, and I wonder about this, like, so we were talking about autism before, right? Is it like, because I heard autism, one of the things that it does is that people who are autistic have less the ability to, um, to, to, to cognize at a certain level of abstraction. So they, so they know something through like a more of a literalization. That's what I've heard. And that, that makes sense. And I think that there's ways in which there's ways in which I notice I, when I'm around people like l- l- rationalists and stuff like that, who are who their IQ is like so fast. I don't I don't even think I can like perceive of it. I always like to joke my my IQ is low but it's big. <laughs> but the uh, but the 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 sense that I think that we do we do get hit with a level of abstraction like oh you care about him I can feel that right and then I can bring it into learn like slowly bring it into terms but one of the things that I one of the things the one of the things that I uh, I've noticed is that they're so <laughs> it's so it's so complicated social interactions and social rules and all of those kinds of things are being around people that want to get good at that and abstract out those rules and then enact those rules like consciously is it's I'm impressed it's a lot of work to do it's a lot of a lot of work to do damn what you just said a little bit ago is like such a major key that we don't actually need to apply words to feelings and so if we can tap deep into the catalog of feelings inter subjective feelings that we can feel with other people mm-hmm. we don't need to put words on them because you and i just look at each other and we go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and then from that moment like even alex and i when you're like oh there was some care there you know alex and i were kind of just like and we had that moment too. Mm-hmm. And those, like we don't need to be like, well that was because you said that we care about each other and that's why we looked at each other and we looked at each other like we actually like recognized what you said and that was really profound for both of us. Like we didn't need to do that whole stream of thought that uh-huh. yeah. went into space. Yeah. We just felt. 
and understood yeah. that. And so, Alex, that can actually be like a compression algorithm. Feelings, like understanding algorithm. algorithm. So like, so like uh, looking at someone else in the eyes and feeling a deep, visceral love towards them and them feeling that towards you. Um, that that feeling right there, cataloged, is like one of the, like the best like feelings for most people. If you, if it's believable. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to not surround myself with people that yeah that make mm -hmm. it feel like it's not believable. And this yeah. is this well, is actually good. the thing I this is actually the thing that I I hear a lot is is. Like that's what I was saying about like I, I summarized is like they, they said like yeah this seems like a, people's talking about like intersubjectivity just seems like a, a lot of local optimizing right and everybody's sitting yeah I think each other, right I think it's kind of a little bit like also, that right? the, the more you're open about you you are about yourself to the rest of the world the people like the more they know about you the more, the more they know your your entire history stream the more lovable you are to the non haters to those who see the best in you to impacts of the future um, because I think a lot. Everyone seems to be grown up surrounded by haters and criticism, and they guard themselves against haters and criticism, which is why they're so afraid of being open. Which is one of the reasons why they're so afraid of being open about themselves mm -hmm. to everyone else. Which is why they, they contain everything, self-contain everything. It's like we we just we're just raised to believe in it, believe that people don't necessarily want the best for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, our social fabric needs to change from the self-dealing culture to the inclusive fitness culture. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a that's a scale problem that we've had from our family values not not scaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But uh, this is this is all changing. Where it feels as though you can walk up to uh, someone else. Like again, you're not you're really trying to selectively um, curate the people that you hang out with. Period. But then those people that you do meet, even for the first time in person, or even they, a friend brings someone else, and you give them that really long warm hug and you're looking at each other in the eyes and you're like wow and what does care um, mean mm -hmm. for some people it means financial care for some people it means the deep emotional care asking people questions getting to know who they are for other people it's it's all there's all different ways mm -hmm. of, of expressing uh, care and so mm -hmm. yeah that's so which one of those are all of them? And so, yeah, I've, like, yeah. like I don't expect anything besides like your deepest presence and love and and care. Like mm -hmm. when you're when you're here with me and 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 that good things are gonna come up during that time. Mm -hmm. What are you hearing him say? Um, like like expressing care in different ways, and what do you, what do you make of the um of those who what exactly is it mean to have like care and it's, it's like you have to be like maximally holy shit i just remember what, what the the weird dreams i had last night but anyways um <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's just, almost it's also like there's also a distinctive difference between caring about someone and say just enjoying the presence. There seems to be mm -hmm. a difference. Like yeah. you control someone and totally enjoy the presence without them still caring care about about mm -hmm. uh, about them internally. Internally, yeah. and even then, you can care about someone. Even if you care about someone, mm -hmm. you you can care about someone without necessarily caring about deeply about their entire emotional state. Even though it's not necessarily care at the most mature form, it's important to like. I think um, caring 
one can say that Canaan is a beautiful scene ir irrespective of whether or not it's, it, it's, it manifests itself in the most complete form of caring in all respects. Mm -hmm. Even some forms of caring is, of being cared about is far more important than, than none. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I think that's a bit. That's a big di distinction about enjoying your presence and and genuinely. There's definitely different levels of care, right? Different levels of importance. Oh yeah, and also sometimes mm -hmm. a lot of people who do care about you just oftentimes care about whether or not you integrate well in the social fabric, which then like leads mm -hmm. to a really huge fights between family members or people who care about or are concerned about you. Um, this and this is like one of the huge cases where I say there is. Or even like people who care about gays and whether or not they can socially integrate within the rest of society, which then realize some, what some call is tough love, in which case Karen can totally backfire if Karen is co-present with authoritarian traits. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, the point is, I think there is like there are forms of care that are nothing but good, and it feels amazing if, if you know you have it. Let's ask Alex about what are some of the deepest emotions that you felt with yourself and with others oh god oh god oh god um so yeah this is kind of sad because i'm not um i'm having a weird childhood and having a weird developmental history as i've as i've had um i'd love to have super super close friends but i'm not super close with anyone and i think a certain component of me is missing because i haven't had that experience even though i totally want it um, yeah. I feel how, similarly. How yeah. Do, how, do you, how do you know that you want it? Oh, because I know, I know what the feeling feels like. I can describe it in words later. Um, just, I've, had, I've almost had the experience with people, uh, with people when I was really, really young. Like, oh my God, let's be friends. Let's, let's explore the world together. Let's, let's, the entire world is in their hands. Yeah. And then you, you, have, you definitely have a sense when, when you're 13 or 14 years old yeah. and you meet other, other, say, people of the same age who are just, who yeah. the entire world is ahead of them and you just want all your joys to be shared with them and you want to tell everything to them, you just want to share their entire life with them. Yeah. And I've had the experience with them. With, I've, there are moments of my life where I, where I kind of had the experience with them but then something fell apart and then it's harder to recreate a little bit later on, sadly. Right. So you've, had, you've, you've experienced those feelings before. Yes. And, and it, it's, become, it's become more, like, it sounds like it's, it was more common when you were younger and less as you get older. Right. Do you know why? Um, Do you have a sense of why? Part of it is, I think most people don't have the sense of unlimited time or unlimited possibility especially when they get trapped in, so, or mm -hmm. when they get trapped with a desire to, like, say, signal. Um, like, even, even, even I got trapped with a stupid signaling phenomenon where I had to, like, get the highest, where I had to, like, self-study as many APs as possible or shit like that, um, mm -hmm. or get the highest subject, SAT subject as possible, or, um, and that's, that's just, like, experience where you just hide yourself from other people in order to get the high score or get, get the highest grades possible, mm -hmm. that also tends to like close yourself off, insulate you, you off from, from, let's say, truly meaningful, amazing relationships and friendships. Mm. And I think a lot of people also send, feel like time is running out in a sense and it's a certain point where it happens to everyone, basically. Mm -hmm. Like not, the, the sense of presence just isn't there. 
Well, which one do we optimize for? Certain people optimize for doing the super connecting and um, and yeah. generalizing their network yeah. like that. Other people go deep into just three people yeah. and feel the really deep emotions with just yeah. three people. So totally, yeah. But I'm just struck. I, I'm just struck by that. Like, like, I think you said, yeah. It's kind of a little sad. What do you think yeah. about it? Like, because yeah. you want something, and it's not, and it's not there. Oh yeah, it totally enables the best. But like, I know some of people in my family talk about like how love is like an energizer. It energizes you in a way that very few other emotions do. It it makes you be your best. Yeah, it's a good one. I know. I know. Being married is like. I'm str- I'm shocked at like how much m- being married has actually affected me, <laughs> like my whole and in- how it's how it's affect not just the experience of the relationship but what having that solid in the background yeah. has done to the way I yeah. operate in the world. Right, yeah. Yeah. it's really intense, and I think this starts to get in- into things about attachment, right? Like what they're understanding. I think they can even measure it now, right? Like the the like the biology of of the way human beings attach to one another mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this whole notion of of that yeah. when you have people that you know without a doubt care about you right mm-hmm. that that if if i co- come to you in distress mm-hmm. right you will reassure me even above and beyond what you feel about my immediate state of being in that moment even if it's offensive to you there's if i get that you care about me unconditionally no matter what and you have one or two of those relationships in, in the background, mm-hmm. there's a way in which you can kind of like, I've noticed this for myself, there's a way in which I can open up to the more and more ambiguity, I can tolerate more and more ambiguity in the world because there's this sense of like in the background. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do yeah, you, I don't have that tolerance of ambiguity, which is why I'm so fucking neurotic still, for yeah. example. Yeah. So then it's almost as though a, attachment to an unconditional love um, gives us the ability to pursue uh, and, yeah. and browse the world we live in more freely um, or with a different level of uh, uh, security and intensity than potentially if we didn't have a pillar of unconditional love um, behind us that that yeah where 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 was it for you that was not there um Expecting love from the wrong people and burning out high heavily on them, uh, getting to myself too attached to the first smart people I knew when they weren't necessarily wholesome. Um, mm. And this is a problem everyone has growing up because everyone is not exactly surrounded by the people that they should mm. be surrounding themselves with. Um, and it's just also times when you're, I've, I've also noticed this with, with classmates from middle school how sometimes. People are like, why the fuck are we friends with each other? Especially after they discover new people outside of their school. That it's it's Damn. a common realization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where you think where you think it's like that that the connection is a genuine you and me when it actually is context dependent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you leave that, and then that can be a really kind of disheartening, like break. Yeah. I know one thing is that I, so I'm very familiar with the early entrance program at the University of Washington. It produces a lot of the very strong friendships or at least for a while. Um, the, some of the, on the other hand, it's, it's, a, it's a very intense experience. It, it captures you in such an early point in life. Um, and it's like, I've seen some of the amazing friendships come out of it, but I also noticed that they're not exactly the deepest friendships or relationships, especially like if you select like for academic hyper, hyper performance, it also like tends to select against a, a developing, being more wholesome. I think like the early program you got 
have so much potential, but they could like use more circling in it, or just more emotional intelligence and awareness, because it's like I think it's one of the true gems of the world, mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. What, what's the? I want to make sure I get. What, yeah. Jackie, what's the true gem of the world? Early entrance program at University of Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Early early entrance program where you enter college. Early entrance. Yeah, where you enter college at like age fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. God, I, I would. I just think that that's a whole what you're talking about, like that level of intelligence, <laughs> so early on, where you're in you're in you're in a context that like with people that are so much older than you are, that's just got to ha- be its own ride, right? People think it is. Think people imagine this more than it actually is the case. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, I must be one of them. I must be yeah, yeah. I, I, I just noticed that as, you're, as we're talking about like this place where it's like, oh yeah, you want something and it's been hard for you to have it. And it seems like one of the best things in the world, right? And you struggle with having that to some degree now. Like I just noticed I feel like I feel that care feeling for you, oh, right? Like uh-huh. there's a sense of just like, I'll be your best friend. Like, but you feel it with a lot of other people and, that, and I think a lot of people feel frustrated with you sometimes because they know you're there for them, but they also know that you're all over, you're scattered across so many other people that you can't just, you, mm-hmm. you just can't be there for them all the time unless you, you replicated 100 copies of yeah. yourself. Yeah, totally, I'm working on that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm working on that, yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a way, there's a way in which, there is a way in which there is something distinct about, and this is how people experience families a lot, where actually their family is not somebody that they would like hang out with or necessarily enjoy each other's company, but there is a sense of like where they know that if things went south, their family would be there. Yeah. Right, there's that level of, there's that level of like understanding or bond. Um, and unfortunately, I think in a lot of families, they, they, what is possible is to have more of like the authentic, like emotional connection too. Um, at the same time, but I, so for example, like, so, so if being like, for example, if I was like, all right, let's be best friends. Like what would, what would, um, what I I enjoyed your smile. What would be like, would there be anything in the way of that? You think? Oh man, I remember this. The first time when I was playing, I asked someone, let's be friends. And that's like 11 years old. I, I. I used to say this to all people, like, a lot of the time when I play playing, like, Age of Empires 2, and I just, whenever, as someone's the same team as me, I, I just add, I just, I just add them to my friends list, and they're like, can we be friends? And, oh my god, I, I actually really appreciate some of the friendships that formed, as I said, making a simple, simple request, other people have, have the same team team with. Yeah. I think that's, like, the most natural and organic way to make friends. Right, right, totally, totally. Yeah, my Age of Empires 2, Age of Empires 2 days were, like, so formative. I consider those to be the most important, literally one of the most important things to have, have ever happened ever to me. Discovering yeah. Age of Empires two, yeah. Discovering the last thing, Age, Age, what? Age, Age of, of Empires two is one too. of the most important things to have ever happened to my life, and I'll tell it to everyone flat to their face. It's a super yes fun civilizational yes. It's development an, game. Yes, huh? it's important as let's say discovering Korra or Peter Thiel. Um, on that level of importance. Huh. A lot of people um, mentioned that early uh, video game days were very important for their... Uh, yeah, their oh, you also know this. Yeah. 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 Man, uh. fuck boomers, but go on. Right. <laughs> fuck boomers? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, what's that That's statement? What, what do you mean, fuck boomers? I don't like know. Older, if older people that didn't grow up playing video games, so they don't necessarily yes. um, catch the same yes. worldview yeah. drift. Right. Yeah. Right. And another uh, part of this that I think is so interesting for me, at least, is that I just feel as though so much of conversation that happens in these 
chairs, especially this conversation, has been so heady, so like intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like even though we were talking about unconditional love, was like so intellectualizing it. Like we weren't really like dropping in much throughout this conversation into the things that like guy does all the time when he circles with people. And sometimes when we feature different people here that we drop in more emotionally into mm-hmm. what's present and what's happening. Yeah, dropping in more emotionally, I'd love to experience that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, well, so, like, so, we? so for me, yeah. for me, so I think I just did a little bit of where, one, is just hearing about like, oh, like you want, there's something that you want in your life that's like, you have a hard time finding and you feel sad about it. Like I just felt. Yeah, that was a big one for me too. I just felt yeah. like. I had a major gratitude for my mom and my uncle and Ron. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Right. Oh, I love your gratitude. I really appreciate your gratitude a lot. Yeah. That, yeah, I love when people talk about the parents and their formative experience of the parents and how much the parents mean to them, as long as they, the parents also don't hold them back from higher optionality. Yeah, yeah. I see, like, I feel your emotions in your face. And really? Yeah. And I, am, I, like, am I actually expressive emotionally? Yeah, like I, moments I yeah, where it's, yeah. a, there's a pre, it's almost like a pre like a pre reflective or an involuntary smile. Okay. Like, wait, do ah, I seem yeah, 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 autistic yeah. to you? What's that? Do I seem autistic to you? Something like that. I'm not exactly. I don't. Like I was saying, I don't even know what autism yeah. is. Yeah. Right? It's just the the neurodiversity is raw with him. It's like yeah. the, like I said when we first. Uh, saw each other again today is that Alex has the most uh, like underrepresented character archetype in the video game of civilization yeah, yeah. like so few people have his personality traits in the game yeah. and so that's what makes it very um, exciting I yeah. think and I think um, we need to be very careful with like the way that we like put words about people onto them because then yeah. that then that yeah, yeah very that cautious about that very stuff. very yeah. cautious yeah I would yeah just, it's like way better to just be like hella unique like I love this yeah the character and the, yeah like that kind of thing. oh yeah I love the praise oftentimes I really appreciate it whether the praise translates to care on the long term is a different scene and uh. I think people can be better maintaining the sense of caring that comes from praise and maybe not seek, seeking out praise for its own sake but also like uh, like you can praise celebrities all the time but sometimes people praise celebrities ends up being praised for shitty people in the long run huh. Pray, what is your like the praise like, how do you experience the... Pr- you oh, love God. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing it at the moment. Um, it used to be... Th- I used to seek that type of praise. Like, like you know those people who make the news who win some academic award or for doing something beastly like self-studying 22 APs or something else similarly extreme that shows that they're superhuman or beyond the... that they're superhuman or beyond everyone else. That's the type of praise that I sought for. And I sought for it in the wrong place that traumatized myself thinking it for it even though I actually know it's actually easy to do this simply than other people simply by, like producing yourself at your maximum optimum your best and not necessarily do, going by predefined scenes like fucking college board tests or whatever. Uh-huh. Right. Even though I, yeah, I admit I fucking love the college board in a lot of ways. It's, yeah, but go on. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. We, can we go deeper into just like Alex and his switches and the unconditional love and just like, I want to see if Alex can, can we like drop into his heart in his in his gut yeah I, well one of the things i think i'm kind of i'm realizing is like i that i i notice i'm like uh, well i don't want to say cautious but i'm cautious. just a, i'm just aware of like what even dropping into your heart means for you yes. right like how we would know i the one of the things that i'm just kind of picking up a little bit is that there's that it seems like when you're when you're feeling something, 
it seems like I can feel it, and you're still you're still talking just as fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> laying yeah, it yeah. all out, but yeah. there's an animation. There's like a there is a ah yeah, like quality yeah, yeah. to it that that I, I something gets communicated for me. Hyper emotive through facial yeah. expression, and but then it's moving as fast as everything else was. Yeah. But it maybe lingers a little bit longer. Totally, yeah. and it yeah, makes yeah. me it just has has me just get more interested in you. And me too. There's like a feeling of adoring. Almost like there's something yeah. like that. That seems a little minimizing. It's not exactly how I, I, I. That could come across as minimizing. It's not. It's not that. There's just like a. I feel the same adore adoration. Yeah. What you said, when the people, in your school, right, um, you thought they were good. They were wholesome, and they weren't. Like you, you like you bonded with I them too quickly. I didn't think they were wholesome. I, I bonded over over them being impressive in certain narrow domains. I think, I still think the G factor is like the most important scene, but it just. G factor? The, yeah, the G factor. Meaning the? Um, general intelligence. General intelligence. Yeah. Yes. And that incorporates which aspects of intelligence? Um, it, it, it incorporates, it's, it's like the thing that correlates most with all aspects of intelligence. So now I believe that. Like, does that include IQ and EQ? Um, it, it includes both IQ and EQ. Yeah. And what other things does it include? Um, but on the other hand, it's IQ. Um, I think IQ does show um, IQ. Um, to have EQ at the highest levels requires generally very high IQ. Though you could be a dog and still like be super attentive, um, emotionally mm -hmm. weighted, and most people are not. Um, Conscientiousness mm -hmm. is another aspect of general intelligence. Um, I would not necessarily say so. You wouldn't? One's ability to follow through on things that they s say that they're going to do. I think that's actually, that's completely, that's, 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 or, that's totally or, or talking to, to general intelligence in mm -hmm. the general population. Yeah. yeah the, the thing, that's the thing. That's interesting. Would, I thought it was the second greatest. What, what I was going to say is like, I was almost just getting ready to say it before we asked about the, the, the G word. Yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Was, uh, was actually, I was like, oh yeah, like what I, what I'm getting about you is you're good. Like you're good. Like you're, I just get this, this kind of gestalt sense of like, oh yeah. You're, I don't, I don't doubt your, like, doubt your intentions. Like, I can, I can tell, I can somehow pick up just your sense of, like, you're going to do, you'll care about people, you'll be responsible. I guess all the things that you said about, just about general intelligence. Um, but I think I was kind of, like, overwhelmed with, overwhelmed with a sense of that or a recognition of that. Like, I was like, I, I could totally see becoming really good friends with you. Yeah. What? We're also all good and yeah, and evil. That it's not. Oh, just, totally. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. And I'd, where's Alex's shadow? Mm -hmm. Do we know? Mm -hmm. Does Alex know? I'm impatient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'd find out. Give it enough time, we'd find out. Like for you, like you've been getting. The, it sounds like you, you guys, you guys have a relationship. Like you guys have like a. You've interviewed four times. You've got, like, yeah. What's it? What's your experience of like your relationship with, with him? Do you feel close, closer to him over time? Do yeah, you? yeah, closer over time for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. What about you? What's your experience of him? Yeah, I I really appreciate you a lot. Yeah, and it's amazing being with you, and I pre and and I think I have to get to know you better more. But yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. What's the the part that like. That was like, oh yeah, there's I, 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 I could I could get to know you more. Yeah. What, what do you have a sense of like what it is that you don't quite know about him yet? 
or is there is there some place where there's like hesitation or that you don't quite understand or like what's your or that sense of just like oh yeah we haven't spent enough time therefore my nervous system isn't totally relaxed around you or do you have a sense of it me yeah. Evan With, towards him yeah just in terms of like, let's I just think, say, well, let's just say different social. We to just be have very friend, different. Right? We have very, I've, I have very different social APIs for most people, and I think this limits closeness with most people I've discovered. Social. So, what? what that's social. another term. Social <laughs> API. What's that? Maybe like social algorithms. His, oh, okay. The, Got the it. structures that Alex okay. um, uses when he uh, interacts with people are are different. The protocols yeah. and. Um, I have a high degree of open-mindedness towards like what Alex is, period. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and every time that I hang out with him, I learn more and more about him, and it's very fun. It's just that there is something about a um, there's something about a world that that is seemingly heading towards excessive self-dealing rather than the global kin fitness that we so need of like inclusive state do i seem excessive self-dealing no 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 not not saying that because of alex no <laughs> no 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 alex not saying that because of you but just that in general it's becoming it's becoming quite um hard to figure out like what people are about at their deepest essence and like how much they really care about just letting go of their own ego and just doing things on behalf of like mm -hmm. upgrading the world around them and just you know being cool with just passing after that mm -hmm. now it just seems as though it's like everything's like super like anti-aging let me live forever let me make trillions of dollars let me it's just like it's going kind of craziness in that direction so anyway maybe that's some sort of a projection from me of the way that I see um, some of the, the civilization's direction but on a more intimate like personal level when you become a super connector when you're super connected to like hundreds of people um, you're not intimately connected with three let's say mm -hmm. and that ability to dive deep into like an unconditional love with one person like being able to like call someone and be like hey, I need to talk like really deeply about my feelings or hey, I need 500 bucks or hey, like will you come and help me move or whatever those things yeah. are. Like they're just not as readily present because of the self-dealing social fabric. So I right. think, yeah, yeah, these are all so intertwined. Well, well it's, it, there's something about like, um, I had this kind of insight a couple of months ago. Have you, have you ever seen, have you seen Braveheart? It was just really nice when you were The soundtrack of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, Bra Bra I've watched Braveheart, I don't know, 10 times or something. You know, my, my, I grew up with Braveheart. But I'd never heard the soundtrack. <gasps> yeah. You okay. know the Love of the Princess soundtrack? I grew up listening to that. Oh, yeah? Why do you bring up the Braveheart soundtrack? Well, I had this experience of like where some, a friend of mine played it and we were on a, a road trip and he just played it in his car and I was like, whoa, what is this? And he's like, it's a soundtrack. And it just brought me right there with all the emotions. Mm. But I got done with that. And I, I, I got done listening to it and I was like, you know what? I don't even think I ever even noticed the soundtrack during the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's so interesting to like kind of like hear, because what a soundtrack, has had me start thinking about what a soundtrack does, um, is that when it works, it disappears, right? Yeah. Like it's to the degree that it's not, you don't hear it explicitly that it, it kind of brings the past and the future into that moment and consoli like, it, it consolidates the mood of the movie. And I was thinking about like, well, what would happen if like, what would if you watched, watched the movie with, without the soundtrack, right? <laughs> Or you played Metallica in the background, right? And are you making an analogy it, to life? Yeah, I'm making an analogy actually to relationships. <laughs> to relationships, think, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Whereas, whereas I think it's like something about, you know, I think we do have a soundtrack. We have a background, like gestalt sense, right? That was this song played at the right oh, time? Yeah, it, totally. Yeah, this is the, I think it's Ronnie's uh, phone. Right. Yeah, he's right. grabbing it right now. Totally. That's but, the soundtrack of my movie. Right? Yeah. The, but the, the sense of, the, just the sense that even when I'm not thinking about it, right, what has that cup show up in the way that it does, there's this background horizons that are kind of like a soundtrack. And I think for us, I bet, I bet what determines the, the soundtrack playing in your background and my mm -hmm. background and each other's background is actually our, the background of our relatedness with other people. Right, so it's like, if if I'm estranged from my family, right, and I'm in a fight with my family, and I'll be at work and doing some menial task, and even when I'm not thinking about those relationships, on some level, that sound it alters the soundtrack in the background. And I, I have this sense of just working with people of that, I've, I've started to track that. I think people, when people have a sense that that they're cared about. Right, that there, that there are people that are walking around that if you went missing a couple of days, they would notice, or you know that people care about that you care about in your like what you care about in your life. That it's not even that they care about the same thing, but they care that you care about things, mm -hmm. and you have that sense of those relationships in your life. It's something that you don't leave home without, right? I think it is like kind of like the soundtrack in the movie that disappears, whether or not you're thinking about it or not. So that's the yeah. sense I get of like where I, I'm, I'm kind of piecing together just why I felt so kind of moved, right, when you said, and sad, um, and wanting for you, yeah. right, about that. I was just like, I was like, oh, I felt almost like I heard the soundtrack in the background came forward for a moment. Yeah. Um, that's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Do you often ruminate your songs in the background of your life? Do you often ruminate your songs in the background of your life? Like ruminate my yeah, songs? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you mean by ruminate exactly. Like you often daydream songs in your life. Mm. You know, on some of... level, I think what I do is like, I've made a perfect, almost like a living off of hearing the, the, the background songs of people. Do you ever play Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy? Yeah. Yeah, like a while, a while ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those songs are like intense. Yeah, they're very intense, totally. But, I, but it just, it's just interesting to me of going, of, of like, that's the way that we, that's how we organize what shows up as sailing in the foreground are these background horizons of what is or isn't possible and like mm. how the relationships mm -hmm. in my life are. They, they, they disappear just like the soundtrack does in, but they show up in all of my immediate, what becomes salient for me. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I just, yeah, I just kind of like felt, I think just closer to you. And I'm like, I want, I keep finding myself having a, like a sense Aww. of affinity um, where I think it's something like, something like I'm, I feel more in touch with 
that you care about. You care about things in your life, right? Like that you, just a sense of it, you know? And yet, yet you're really different. But there's something about that difference doesn't feel, it feels like that difference like kind of has something come closer in me with you. Hmm. What's that, what's that feeling? Maybe I'll explain later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Is it, it, but it is a, it is a feeling? Is, I'm reading that correctly. Yeah. See, there's a quality of like how, just that you just did that tells me like, what that communicates to me is just an openness. And I think there's that quality of like, when I, when I say the word good, like you're just good. Like just that impulse to come grab my hand. Mm-hmm. Seems good to me. T- touches my heart. Hmm. How's it for you? I think this is the spa- that kind of feeling space that you're wanting. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Affection. It's like a warmth. Warmth. What about for you? That was really beautiful. <laughs> this guy. This guy's. This guy's a feeler, man. That was great. Yeah. That was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to be with you two, connecting like that, was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For what do you mean by nice? Like. Nice. Like it was that? human. It was really deeply human. Uh-huh. And I think we're so disconnected from being deeply human. Yeah. We're disconnected from our source, from where we get all our nourishment, from our planet. Yeah. We're disconnected from each other at unprecedented levels with mm-hmm. our news feeds. Right. It's all stacking up in, in ways that are mm-hmm. exacerbated by information technology. Yeah. And... and um, but IT is also doing good things like connecting us around the world. There's some, mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuance to this, but totally. I, I miss like when people sit across from each other and then it's all like debate, 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 head, 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 head. Like that's like crazy now, mm-hmm. like compared to being grounded and like sitting next to someone and being like, yo, we are just human and let's drop in and realize how interconnected we are and how important like let's try and find rather than try and argue our way and win let's try and find something that maybe we can agree on by maybe steel manning each other's arguments and finding yeah connection is such a beautiful scene i will admit though in like when when the the competition and the drive to like create drama happens in like say low resource environments where or where there are too many people for 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 other reasons that exist Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's intense, Alex. Yeah, it's it's like the true contra- I think the true contrasting forces exist because um, even though we would love to be in an environment of abundance, and in many ways certain people are, it's also the case that we that because the attention of so many people is limited, and especially those who get everything, um, then there is there is a true force of scarcity that's, that does seem to act on people, um, especially mm-hmm. because we're not even sure if the pop the plan can support this many people at the moment. Yeah. 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 I, I notice I want, I just want people to be able to know 
whether or not they're in an I-it relationship or an I-thou. Like, I-thou? Yeah. I think in Heidegger. Yeah, it's like, that's Boober. It's more Boober. It's Heidegger-esque, right? Okay. Yeah, like this, and it, Boober would say that. Boober? You know, ec- yeah, Martin Boober. He's okay. a Jewish philosopher, theologian, existentialist. Okay. Um, but he would say that, you know, existentially we are in one of two relationships all the time. We're either in a, in the way he puts it, like we're either in an I-thou or an I-it. And I-it is just basically where I see whatever it is I'm purporting, you in this case, as a means to my own end. And he said the, uh, there's an I that arises with it, and there's an I that arises with, with thou. thou. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they're always spoken as one word, as he, would, as he would say it. And I think the thing that I worry about, right, is that it seems like, and I think, I think this has something to do with technology. It probably also has a, a bunch of other things to do with it. Like where, the answering machine where you started us yeah, a little bit ago. Yeah, keep, totally. Keep like going, w- yeah. Where, yeah. where I want people to be able to not drop I it, right? You, gotta totally. fun- you have yeah. to function. You totally. have to like instrumentalize each other and see, on a, you know, especially if you're doing companies and strategies and all that. But I want people to be able to know when they're in one or the other, mm-hmm. right? Um, Awareness of yeah. one or the other, correct. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that I have a feeling that it's becoming increasingly more rare, right, that people even know that there's such a thing as like an I-thou personal encounter, right? They, so they're, they're not even, they don't even know it's missing, right? Um, because it's like when things break down, when you're going, when you're going like you have some goal, and inevitably you have stuff that comes up, and then people's emotions get put into play. And if, if you can't have an environment where you can stop and go, oh wait a minute, you're being affected by this, and the, and be be able to show you that I, because that's the thing of like, oh wait a minute, you, something matters to you. Let's kind of pause here pause and like, here. correct, yeah, and like be able to go into that space and start to tolerate the I that that arises with thou. Right, and be able to know that distinction. I remember it. I remember it as it seemed when I was younger, like that this is why I think it has something to do with technology, right? Is that when I was younger, I, I remember that it just, there was like a lot more of those interactions and are just in the day-to-day life. And it seems, it seems to me that it's, we're sublimating so many things that aren't about this ambiguity-filled, embodied experience that, that we're now having people that don't li- actually ever have the experience of that. And I, I just got to, th- I have to think about the... Agreed. Yeah, I have to think of, you know, the impact of that. I just don't know what it is, you know? Yeah, the potentially the uh, exponential technology era has driven us more towards the I it mm-hmm. rather than the I thou. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Alex is potentially, um, you know, maybe his uh, disconnection from part of that that the last couple of um, thoughts um, has something maybe to do with um, the level of like. Um, Dis- disconnection from this specific topic and wanting to maybe move on to, mm-hmm. to yeah, to, to other things. Yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, just from from me, like from what you just said, I'm so aligned with what you said. Like we need to discern between the I it and the I thou. We need to have the awareness mm-hmm. to discern between yeah. those and to develop that through skills 
mm-hmm. like circling deep uh, em, like emotional practice to discern mm-hmm. between those yeah but so simultaneously having yeah strategy um, you know having still I it's to be able mm-hmm. to have strategy mm-hmm. um, in life and yeah. uh, with each other but yeah also um, on a on an on an imp, on an um, uh, on an input stream like of life, Alex brought up a little bit ago also just that like people still live in some scarce environments and that's like a real thing and like um, that's why competition yeah. evolved. That's why putting people, other people down evolved. That's why people are so addicted to say watching people own other people or people just dominate other people rather than people can actually essentially connect with, with other people. They're looking for opportunities to bring other people down rather than uplift other people and it's hard when people have re- evolved in the resource scarcity environments and... Yeah. Yeah, because it's hard when you, you actually have to get behind the eyes of humans that have to live in like three meter by three meter boxes on top of each other and next to each other that barely have water and food and then you fucking get it then you get the um scarcity um Mm -hmm. and we have so much abundance that we're not evenly distributing more evenly distributing around the planet yet Mm -hmm. and these are things that we talk about a lot and that we uh, talk to people that are um making the uh of the augmentations in civilization to make that transition happen. Um, any like wrapping thoughts from you guys? Any thoughts on the way out? Shit. What is, what is that? Like it's sunscreen. It's sunscreen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Alex is sitting in the sun now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. well, maybe more, I more be aware of that. More in the sun. Redhead. Just a little bit when more have, in the sun. When I have hair, I'm. I'm red, so I may walk out of this more pink than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like I like how much we we dived into um, just that there's like a, a, a deep need for more emotional, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, connection mm-hmm. in our world and a deeper uh, discernment for what's happening with like our unconditional love yeah. and our history as well as like I really appreciate your soundtrack and the life that's happening. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, okay, let's. Let's wrap. Yeah. You cool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. All right, See, let's look wrap. at this. Yeah. Okay, let's look read at this. this. Do you want me to read yeah, it right go now? Ahead. Yeah. On the show? Yeah. Request for conversation counseling. Can I say who it's from? Yeah. Or just don't say the name. Just Just request for okay. Hi Alex. I came across your profile on Quora and watched some of your talks on simulation on YouTube. I'm a twenty one year old male who is unsure of which direction to invest my potential in, which path to take in life. I would really appreciate having the opportunity to talk to an intelligent mind such as yours. This is not an attempt at flattery. I'm just trying to emphasize the reason for my interest as soon as possible. A phone call would be preferred. Please let me know what time may be best for you. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. So a 21-year-old male who's unsure of which direction to invest potential in which path to take in life this is a big deal so because humans want to know where to uh they're at forks humans are at forks many and many times when they're young like 21 they have someone like can they reach out to alex can alex maybe give them some good mentorship advice that can help rocket their trajectory in a direction that is um more um better for their actualization I, i enjoyed your smile oh yeah like when that came what is that What's that mean to you, just getting that email? Yes, good, good call. Hmm, it's hard to say at the moment. I think it's good. Um, I'm still unsure. I'm, I'm like, I'm phone calls, not my, phone calls like 
not my preferred mode of direction at all. So it's like, I still like, I still re really, really probably want you to know back. And I think he's, if he seems to be really, really seeking something, and I think if someone really, really seek, believes in themselves and wants to seek something, I think it should be that. I think he, he just really, really wants something. We should acknowledge this in him, and maybe this could like be the way to un unleash the potential in him. Um, I'm, so I just I think I really want to help him in this. Um, of course, I don't know him yet, um, so. And how does one open up the bandwidth to be able to handle these types of um, yeah, yeah. emails? Because what if Alex's input stream is constrained to wanting to learn other stuff that day? Yeah, yeah. And so how do we pass along people like this to yeah. trusted? Yeah, yeah, passing people along is super important too because I'm, I'm not someone who can pass people along and this is gonna be important in the future. I'm curious, without talking with him, not without having met him, just reading that, what, yeah. would you, what would you say? Do you have anything that you would just say? Um, I think I'm open. There, there, there are still there. There's a range of possibilities who the person could be. So it could be huge. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you'd have to, you'd actually have to talk with them. I mean, or I, know them. At 21, this person could be pursuing so many different paths in life, and mm -hmm. so for Alex, also, it's a lot of pressure for someone like Alex too. To it's like both Alex. Would you say it's both rewarding to be viewed as someone that can help, but also a lot of pressure to help? Um, someone? I don't feel super high, uh, super deep emotions at the moment about it. Mm -hmm. And why did you show it to us? I think it was very timely. Yeah. Totally. We were literally on the show. <laughs> I mean, it's quite, a, it's really cool. You're doing, like, you're definitely doing something right if you're getting communications like that. I also think having, like, if you, if a lot of things happening, it seems like coincidences happen more often. And even though coincidence is like a product of magical thinking, and uh, I think if, if you will see coincidences happen more quickly, more frequently, more quickly, it gives a sense of meaningness to them, which That's motivates good. them. That's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Alex showed a coincidence happening because he was, you know, on the show again talking about things that he found interesting. Mm -hmm. Other people were watching, reaching out, this type of thing. And they, they mentioned simulation, which is exactly and why I showed it. Because we're literally on the show again. And so I think what Alex also is really pointing at here is that coincidences yeah, happen yeah. when people find themselves and, more and yeah, more yeah. aligning and also, on a track. I think also, I think enough. if people know what, some people have an inkling what the future is going to be, be like and they want to be part of the future. And the problem is that all the people that they're surrounded by, all the all the stupid K twelve signaling is preventing them from realizing that realize from from developing the narrative of how they can be part of the future. Yeah. How they can shape the future, how they can be relevant in the future, and this is like a common yearning a lot of people want. And if we can acknowledge the people who have this yearning, we can bet we can maybe better coordinate people, and so that they they can actually reach this. Mm -hmm. You heard that yearning. People yeah. have a yearning to be relevant. Mm -hmm. That's one of his big things too. Right. That's beautifully right. said because people do. Like we yearn for that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. We yearn to be relevant yeah. in a highly uh, uh, exponential technology developing world. Mm -hmm. How do we stay relevant? Right, right, totally. And so unschooling, doing a lot of things that Alex believes in with the K through 12 system and how it's um, mm -hmm. not helping advance a lot of people's yeah. full potential. Yeah. That, that's a big way to stay relevant is if you have influences when you're four years old that you're able to pursue things that interest you rather than what a boxed system. Yeah, it's all because it's all, cause it's, it's all basically test scores and... Yeah, yeah, even, even, the, even the people who are seen as doing their own scenes as soon as being unique, there's still, the news articles on them, when, when, when people report about some teenage prodigies, they usually report in people who are teenage prodigies 
uh, along certain dimensions or certain axes, such as self-sustaining 20 APs mm -hmm. or um, being a Teal Fellow or um, oh. just doing something, doing something that, 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 that celebrates academic excellence over ascendancy, basically. Or yeah. just being impressive for the sake of being, or just, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally, I owe my life to some teachers. Yeah. Like yeah, personally. likewise, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Of that, but that quality of, of somebody see something in me that no one else was seeing, in fact, on all the regular test scores, like, I always, yeah, I, yeah. but yeah, they you, saw something yeah, in me, Yeah, right? yeah, that type is so inspiring and also, like, so profoundly rare. Mm -hmm. Most people do not get this type of inspiration. That's one of the things that... The inspiration to recognize yeah. people for, for having talents and actions that are different from your own, mm -hmm. or the, from the ones that you traditionally measure. Well, performing low on a test score, well, let's yeah. see what else you're really passionate about. Sometimes that, performing that, uniquely well on the test score actually matters, like, you know, um, so this good friend of mine, Alexandra Unley, she, she posted some giftedness articles in Logan Sewall about, about say, people like criticizing her for, uh, for like saying that she's so, she, they know she's good and yet why isn't she doing as well as, as they, they think she, 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 she found my, she was like, I think she's one of the most important people I ever met because she like, she eggs me on to be my best and she's like this kind of, this, she has a weird background, she is, for, for someone who went to Spark, she has like the weirdest background of, of anyone, but that's, but that's so super valuable. Mm -hmm. Like her value yeah. system is one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, Damn. totally. Yeah. And it, but if that, if no one sees that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they, people need to get that reflection of be seen and be, have the experience yeah. of being valued. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things that like we train when, when we're circling, it's, it's, it's that kind of listening where you actually can kind of feel into like what's unique about that person and respond to it, mm -hmm. right? To, to a point where they can actually come into being. That's what yeah, agape yeah, love yeah. is all also, about, Also, right? I would really love to, love to talk to him. I would, I would also like, I know I have to offload this to people I know in the long run, but also I'm not sure if there's anyone else in my network who would be, who's like, would be who I would be good at offloading this to at the moment, especially because if they reach out to me, it means that they probably feel an emotional connection to me that they wouldn't feel if to someone I like off, offloaded them to. Of course, I think the task of offloading people to other people is a very common scene. If you're a say, if you're already, no directness enough, you pretty much have no choice but to offload. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, this, this, is, this is epic. This has been so good. There's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, a, yeah. Lot, there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in this one. Yeah, yeah like I know people who advise Teal Fellows who we, like, I praise those people all the time, but I also recognize that I can't send everyone in the network to those who advise Teal Fellows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one of those, these are the things like we talk. Yeah. I want a knowledge graph uh -huh. immediately afterward of this episode to make yeah. it really easy yeah. to parse mm -hmm. yeah. for the key yeah. things that were discussed. Mm -hmm. So we'll eventually yeah, get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, you guys. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yay. Thank you so much for the beautiful moment. Yeah. Aw. Big love, right up, big right love. I'll give you guys each hugs yeah. proper after. Huge, huge shout out to everyone that tuned in and watched. We greatly appreciate it. Love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Let us know what you're thinking. Also, we would love for you to check out the links in the bio to simulation. Help support us, help us grow, help us prosper, help us continue uh, impacting more people. And also support Circlings with Guy, support um, Alex, Kate Chen as well. Their links are below. And also, uh, you know, 
take some of the thoughts that we were talking about in this episode and, and share them with your friends, your family, coworkers, people online, social media, get talking more about topics like these. And that's it, everyone. Much love. Thanks, Ron, for being back there. We appreciate it. And uh, go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Peace. That's it.